Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Sanyin podcast. Today I'm joined by the amazing Gideon Wilson. He's a man of God here in China. He's a pharmacist and he's also a musician who released an amazing song recently. And he's all the way from the amazing land of Tanzania. Gideon, you're welcome to our podcast. Thank you so much, brother JP. Thank you very much. And um, I would like to especially thank you so much for this kind of privilege, the invitation you have given me. I'm very, very uh, proud of what you are doing. Thank you so much. Thank you, Brother Gideon. Um, okay, Mr. Gideon. Who is Mr. Gideon? Introduce yourself for someone who has never met you. Well, uh, my name is... Uh, Gideon Wilson. So you can call me Brother Gideon. You can call me Pastor Gideon. And uh, other know me as Blessed, Blessed Royalty. Other know me as Macarius. And whatever you, you want to call me <laughs> with those names, you can call me. And I'm from Tanzania. I was born in Arusha. And uh, it happened that I'm in China now. So this is where I have actually uh, spent most of my uh, time to come up a person that you have just had, right? to be a, a man of God, whom God is using, and also as a pharmacist and as a musician. All of this really came outwardly in this land of China. So that's who I am. Yeah. Okay. Um. So you are a pharmacist and you uh, graduated with a degree in pharmacy from a university here in China. So I just want you to give me an insight on your career as a pharmacist, both as a student and someone who's practicing it. Well, um, first of all, let me let me talk a bit about how I I actually even come about to study. Uh, you know, pharmacy. Uh, I should say at first, I, I, I didn't ante anticipate, you know, to to be enrolled uh, for pharmacy. First, it happened in my country. I applied in the top medical school in my country. And uh, I, I, I wished to actually study medicine. So I applied medicine. But surprisingly, when the results came, I was the first, my name was the first, you know, in the list, but it was now for pharmacy, but the same school, same top school. And, you know, everybody was celebrating me. Wow, you are going to Mohimbili. And, uh, but to me, it was like, wow, but it's, it's pharmacy. You know, I, I wanted actually to study medicine. And uh, it was a question that I couldn't get an answer by that particular time. So I went there. And when I enrolled, I remember the first day I went there and uh, in our orientation week, one of the top um, leaders from the uh, pharmacist association came to talk to us. And they were uh, they were highlighting the challenges of <laughs> of uh, what it means to be a pharmacist. And they were comparing actually medicine and pharmacy and they were showing how many students used to sap, you know, like to fail the exams and they will send a lot of them back home. Some of them will quit because 
you know, just is so hard. And I was amazed how could that woman, instead of encouraging us, it's like <laughs> discouraging us in the first place why we we chose to to study pharmacy. And uh, well, I started studying and uh, it was really challenging for the first time. But uh, when I was there in my country, I felt like uh, that, that was not a place that I really wanted to be. Uh, I remember before I even graduated in high school, I had this in my heart. It was a vision that I I said that I will I will study abroad. Yes, I said I will I will take my degree outside this country, out, outside my country. Yeah, it was something that I had in my heart, you know. And I knew I knew that uh, nothing could uh, could stop me, you know. And uh, I remember I just told my parents, you know, I. I don't feel myself to, to to belong to this place, like to continue studying in this place. You know, when I say that my parents felt like I was stressed, they feel like I am having some kind of, you know, health challenges or something happened in school, you know, and I don't want to tell them. And they thought maybe I have some mental issues. So they look for some elders, you know, to come and counsel me and, why 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 do you want to quit this school and my dad was like you know i don't have money to take you abroad i said no problem uh god will provide and i actually put my trust in god and uh it happened my dad was like okay you are you're grown up you know you know the kind of decisions you made and um well i would support you however you want my support i will support you and i quit the school and uh, I was waiting for something better than God has planned and prepared for me. And uh, one year later, I find that I applied in many schools, but I got China. And I came here and amazingly, I got the same pharmacy. <laughs> and uh, well, that's how it began. So and then uh, I, I shouldn't say it's a, it was uh, I was lucky, but we were the first pharmacy student to to be enrolled in Jenjo University in the year 20, 2017. So it was really, really challenging. The journey was challenging because, you know, it's like the School of Pharmacy also didn't know how to handle like the pharmacy international education, you know, because different countries also have different systems. So they didn't really also, I, I felt like they didn't really know what we were supposed to learn. You know, that, that was one of the challenges that we really encountered by that time because there were some of the courses where we were taking and, you know, we, we used to ask questions. Why are we taking this course? We are, we are pharmacists. Why should we take this course? You know, and then we don't have people even to look after. Like, you know, you have, you have seniors, maybe we, we didn't have seniors to ask like, okay, what kind of things we are expecting? Maybe in second year or third year, we don't have that. But, uh, I really thank God because we we actually maintain our gaze and uh, we we finished well and uh, we we had a lot of challenges actually like uh, you know which I I think this challenge is almost everywhere in, in Chinese school but in our school also most of the teachers we, we couldn't speak English especially those who taught some very critical pharmacology you know studies. And some of them, you know, they were just friendly. They would, they would tell us, you know, 
you guys can prepare the lessons by yourself and teach each other because my 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 english is not good and i feel like the school oh, was very ambitious you know to enroll foreign students but i don't think like they really really prepared i just don't think they really prepared to to deliver the best something that we could actually benefit the the international students and i uh, by that time i felt like our um, expectation were were just too high but what we what we experience especially like like um, in class was not really what we we expected so if we couldn't put efforts like our own efforts i don't think that uh the, the that quality of a pharmacist or whatsoever course somebody is taking i don't think that you can actually see that quality and compare to somebody who even graduate in our local countries and that's something that i wanted to i i took it as a challenge i took it as a challenge and i saw the the kind of it's like they were not really serious with the foreigners you know and i was having some friends chinese friends and i was also comparing how they handle their classes how the teacher handle them like when they when it comes to assignments when it comes to exams the 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 teachers were so so strict with the chinese students very strict with their classes very very strict but when it comes to foreigners well, whether you come to class you don't come to class why they don't really care you copy somebody's assignment you know they don't care you know the exam they just give you the guest paper and you know they tell you the exam is going to be very easy i'm going to tell you this i'm going to give you this that this that and that that really does not help and I, I, as i looked it it looked like most of the students also were relaxed like that you know most most were just relaxed but i didn't want that to to be my life because at the end of the day the result will expose you when you go back to your country you'll be exposed as the weakest person that i didn't want that to be part of my life so uh i had to put my own efforts you know i study by my own i i have to do extra work like learning lessons online you know like watching videos on youtube and all that and that really helped me to you know nature my career uh, as as a student until i graduated and when i i also graduated i felt like uh, i needed to add value to what i just uh, got so i i decided to 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 further my education and now i'm pursuing masters in the same field yeah so that's the summary of my career as a pharmacist thank you well you're speaking something about um the chinese education system for foreigners in universities um i want to ask as someone who's doing you know when you're doing medical courses it's something very delicate in society because yes. you're dealing with uh, people's lives and when when foreign students are coming eventually there are plans for them to go back home and save lives so do you think the chinese education system is suited to train future medical personnel yeah thank you very much that question is very very significant um through the years that i've been here uh and the experience that i've got 
I will share my personal assessment on just regarding on what you asked me. And uh, this also, I, I will relate it with the real, real examples of people who graduate here. And uh, most of mo most of the time, they are first year when they just go back to their country, where most of them, they will now have to, to, to do internship, for example, in their country. In my country, you have to do one year internship and then and you have to sit for license exam now when you talk about the 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 the, uh, the education system the chinese education system in relation to the 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 medical medical cause medical cause such as medicine you know pharmacy these causes that directly deal with human life and most especially to the foreigners I I think it's not up to the to the standard that will actually deliver what is going to help the foreigners or foreign students to become doctors who can face the real challenges and could be able to handle those challenges by themselves. I think like they are not training the students up to the realities. And I will say, first of all, the, the reason is like, one of the reason is, I could say is the, the culture difference, the culture difference. I have seen this and I've talked to so many students here in my school, for example, uh, who also uh, I see their experience, those who goes to hospital, even my postgraduate students. They have, you know, they are not being, they, 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 they don't earn a lot of um, trust from, from, their, from their teachers or from their professors when they even go to the rotations and uh, in a hospital. They, they can't handle those major, major, uh, I would say major or critical decisions and things that are supposed to determine uh you know and and help them put their their lessons or what they learn in class to work they don't get those opportunities they really really don't get those opportunities so i think for many years most foreigners have also relaxed you know they they also don't care i've i've, I've observed most of them just, you know, go for attendance. They just go to hospital. They, they don't really even understand um, maybe what the teachers are saying. And, you know, they just don't care. They just feel like, okay, this is how the Chinese schools are. This is how the teachers are. So, you know, they don't care. But when you, did, when you observe the Chinese students, it's really different. The amount of hours they even spend in hospital. I mean, they have to go there early. Their teachers will engage them in every activity. In, and they will be given a lot of works to do. And really, this also have to do with uh, most of those teachers will say, oh, because you guys don't understand Chinese, you know. So in my school, they really stress Chinese, like Chinese. When I came here, I found almost everybody's Chinese is, wow, it's just amazing. And I feel like I was the only one who couldn't speak Chinese. But these guys were, were trained Chinese and uh, our school really uh help them to you know to learn chinese so that it can be useful for them when they go to hospital and it it kind of like help them so the 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 teachers can actually interact with them 
and and uh, show them what is really happening. For example, when there is a patient there in front of you, what are you going to be doing? You know, that as I said, most of them, the teachers don't give them that kind of trust. When you go to back to our countries, from third year, from third year students, I have even have heard stories of my friends who they say even fourth, fourth, fifth year students, they have rotations even at night. And you find some sometimes even at night, doctors are not there and patients come and you are the one to decide the, <laughs> you know, the, the life of the patient there, you know. So they, they really have time to, 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 to put, to work what they learn in a real life situation. And that built a certain kind of confidence to them. You know, I've even, I was talking to somebody just two, 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 two or three months ago. She just graduated here medicine. And uh, I was saying, so when you go back to your country, do you think you're going to be useful in what you learned? And she said to me, she said something to me that really, I, I was like, wow. So why, how could you lose all these six years and you know that you didn't learn anything here? She said to me, I don't think I can face a real situation and be able to solve it. And I was like, so why did you have to lose six years, 60 years to study something that at the end, you are not able to become what you wanted to be. So what went wrong? And she was like, you know what? The professors are really not good. They're Chinese and all this. Yeah. Those challenges we understand. But uh, sometime also we need to learn to, to go an extra mile to put our own efforts. Yes, it, it might take time. It might be so difficult. It might be so challenging. But every challenge needs to be overcome. You don't run away from the challenges. Now that you find, uh, find ourselves from in, in this particular circumstance that we identify these problems which are not suitable to bring the best out of us. So the question is, what should be done? What should be done? And the first is in the side of the students. The students, we the students need, need to find a way to bring the best out of ourselves and think do the things that will enable us to overcome these kind of challenges for example uh, if you realize that the challenge is that my chinese teacher wants to engage me a lot but i i can't understand him or her because of my chinese then you'd spend much time to improve your chinese and you know that's that way you will you'll be useful to your teacher and your teacher will think that you are also useful i have a story from one of my friends here He's always earning a lot of praise from 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 the even the school leaders because his Chinese is very good. So even in hospital, the 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 teachers know him and will give him chance, you know, to deal with the patient by himself. And he's just a postgraduate student. We are in the same level, like year, yes. And even the Chinese people, they 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 are like they they like it when they see foreigner who earn a trust from their teachers. They like it. Some some of them even love to follow the foreigner more than the Chinese <laughs> doctors. Yeah, so this is, that's one of the problem. And uh, I just said, I, I really don't think the, 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 this level of the quality of education that is being delivered to the foreigners, most especially in this medical field, 
uh, I, I, I don't think is really to up to that level where it, it will make us real uh, to, to, to be able to put what we are learning to work. Yes, I, I just don't think that. And I just mentioned some of those challenges. Yes. That's well, it. that's a great insight. So how do you think this can be improved? Because students are still coming to China to study medicine and pharmacy. How do you think this can be improved? You see, uh, the first thing you, you should ask yourself, why are so many international students coming to China? That's the question that you actually need to ask yourself. I did my research. I realized one of the very uh, high higher destinations for international students is actually China. China is one of those countries that hosts a lot of international students in one year. And it's just, it, it goes hand in hand with like China, uh, countries like US, you know. But why China, despite these challenges? Why China? And you you even find that most of the most of the students I, I also some I also saw something most of the students who come and start uh, studying you know start medicine here they identify themselves that they they are not really up to that level where they can be useful even in their country so they you know they just decide to change their course some of them even go back to their countries but why at the first place they come to the to to this country. That was the question I asked myself the day one I entered in class. I found a lot of Indian students. And, you know, I was like, I thought India is the best place to study medicine in the world. And I was like, why are so many Indian students here? So I asked some of them, made friends with some of them and asked them. And uh, I will tell you, frankly speaking, most of them will give you this answer because it's, it's, it's cheaper to study in China. They told me this compared to their country. Like I'm, I'm now talking. I'm talking. I'm not talking about African country now. Yeah, like in relation to these so-called best countries that can provide, like you know, medicine, like in very high level, like India, you know, Pakistan. You can't even compare Pakistan, you know, and and the kind of education we are getting here. And most of them, they say, is because it's cheaper to study here compared to their country. Some of them. Some of them also have this is most of them, they, they couldn't attain that uh, level of requirement to be enrolled in their universities. So they feel like China is one of the, those places that is easy to, to be enrolled. And it, it has been so corrupted, you know, because of these agents who earn a lot of trust from the schools. I don't know what they do, but I, I, I used to be an agent also. So I know what they do. And they just... Those agents, they they just tell you, don't worry. If you fail, it doesn't matter. Some of these schools even give you foundation course, so you don't need to bother. So even students who are really, when you look at the academic level, they are not eligible to actually even be called a medical student. A medical student who doesn't doesn't even know how to speak good English, you know. <laughs> and I'm like, wow. So that's one of the one of the things that one of the problem that you see they. A lot of international students, like, but the question is why they come here. Different, different reasons. I just say that, yeah. But how now to solve? How to solve this? Now I will divide this into two, and uh, the first part has to do with uh, the the related institutions that uh, concerns the international education in China. There's a need to review the 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 policies 
related to the 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 deliverance of the education that they deliver to to the foreigners especially is like there's no i don't think there's an accountability and to really what they they actually deliver and i i feel like if they they could be doing this kind of checkup you know like when they send i i know in our country they they have like some government leaders who are uh, responsible for checking the academic institution sometimes they just come to the school and then they begin to ask random questions to the students you know what do you think about the school what do you think about your studies what do you think and what are the what are what are the challenges you're facing and all these things you know i think they should actually they should provide opportunity for the foreigners to express their opinions because we are we are the one that are actually uh, these impacts are actually related to us okay the impacts are directly related to us they are affecting us they are affecting us so they should reach out to the foreigners in these schools and get their 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 attention and let the foreigners express their their needs their challenges related to the academic system and how they can deliver quality education especially to the foreigners it's it's not it's not arguably that the chinese education is one of the you know it's one of the best it was one of the best in the world and that's is evidenced by the standard of their country like in social economic development you see you can't you can't compare china with other countries even most of the countries in asia or in in africa you can say yeah but just in the part of foreign education now there's a need to review some of these policies that are related to delivering education to to foreigners who, who which teachers are qualified which teachers are qualified to 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 teach and deliver these courses for example you bring you you, you enroll and give scholarships to 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 students to come to your school knowing that you don't have any professors who can even speak english one of one of the requirement for, for very very important requirement for learning there should be a proper communication between the trainer and the trainee the one who is being taught and the teacher there should be a communication if there's no any communication they can't engage in communication there there will be no effective transfer of information it doesn't matter you are you are a professor or you are associate whatever it doesn't matter but if if at the, at the same time you can't engage in a conversation you can't communicate you see that's one of the big challenge you give scholarships for students to come but you don't have teachers who speak english then how are we going to learn you know it's just there's a need for these institutions to review these policies these policies there should be standards there should be standards standards has to be set so that when the foreigners comes they come with expectation at least they should get something when they graduate they should feel that i got something you know and uh, that's 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 the part of the government and then it comes to also the the part of the student now you have come to china you realize these are the these are the 
uh, the challenges. So what do you do? You need to set goals. You need to set goals. You need to identify the challenges and set goals to overcome them. For example, if the challenges, for example, is the teacher cannot speak Chinese. So maybe get yourself two or three students who have the same challenge, you understand, and you have the same goal, all of you want to achieve. Then form a group discussion and help each other. You can teach us, okay, this, I know this, I know that. I remember we used to do this in our very first year. You know, nobody, everybody was complaining of our physics teacher. <laughs> And, um, you know, so we, we met like some of us, like Tanzanian students were like, okay, you guys, I, I see some of you guys, you are serious. So let's talk about this. So what, what are we going to do? Then we formed a group discussion. Then we, we were discussing. After, when we don't have class, we will call each other. And then we, we have discussion. We discuss. We discuss the assignments we have been given. We discuss even the, the lectures that the teacher taught, you know, some in the discussions, one might know this, another might know this. We bring all of us together and then you realize suddenly that the, you begin to understand, okay? You begin to understand. You begin to understand. When you go to class, you, it doesn't bother you. You see, when you don't understand something well and the teacher can't deliver, you, you know that there are friends, there are people who later you meet and you have a discussion and it's going to benefit you in one or another way. So that's a very good thing to do. And we did that and it really helped us and we we pass all of us who, who were in that group discussion we passed with very good marks marks in physics and some of them even they didn't have good background in physics but just because of what we did you know they were able to also pass yes so identify the challenges then set goals to overcome them don't just be reluctant you, you should we shouldn't be reluctant no we shouldn't be reluctant we are the architects of our own lives. In other words, what you are going to be in the future depends on what we are doing now, the actions that we take now. Yes, and we shouldn't let, let the actions of other people, whether it be right or wrong, determine what we should be in the future. So because the teacher can't speak Chinese, so you also don't do anything. So you just don't do anything. So you, you are putting your life on stake, your own future, something great for you. You are putting it in stake and you just joke around with it. No, that shouldn't be the case. And um, yeah, so we should identify those challenges. I know there are many other challenges, but yeah, the, the, that, that, is the, that should be the, the way to do it. Identify and those challenges and set goals to overcome those challenges. Yeah. Thank you. Wow. Wow. Okay. Um, so you as um, a pharmacist or an approach, a practitioner, um, we, we all have that incentive to maybe go back home and change the, you know, the medical sector in Africa. But medical sector does have its challenges. And one of the challenges is we Africa, we are good at importing our own drugs rather than manufacturing them. So do you think Africa reached the point where we're self-sufficient when it comes to drug manufacturing? Well, that's a very good question. Thank you for asking. I believe in the good of Africa. 
I believe in the future of Africa. Yes, but the, 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 I, I could say the only hindrance to the development of Africans are Africans themselves. And in, in, this, in this, I will actually point out to the leaders because those are the ones that are responsible for the development of our nation. It doesn't matter which sector. You just talked about, you know, the drugs, you know, and uh, drug manufacturing, what, whatever. But these leaders of our nations, those are the ones who are responsible to set policies, to make policies that are relevant to the economic development in our nations. I believe Africa is rich enough, is rich enough to be independent. And this has been proven, has been proven. One, I just recent, recently uh, listened a clip from one of the top um, leaders in the in the in the European European Union uh, Parliament, and this man said, "You see, Africa have resources that uh, are more valuable than billions and trillions of dollars which are found in the Bank of England. You know, Bank of England have a lot of uh, you know gold and you know resources that are worthy to." trillions of dollars but he said there's so much resources that are found in africa that are much more valuable than whatever england bank of england have and that really was like wow for the first time this man is saying the truth you know and that is very true but why why are we still in in uh, not independent we we can't make our own drugs for example we we expect we are expecting people to manufacture and give it give us for free like for example the good example is during the pandemic you know the african says you know we are hoping for the who you know to uh, to to give us for free you know to give us drugs for free <laughs> you know that's really stupid i think that's really stupid because these are this 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 is a nation which is rich of resources and all that it can take to make the country rich for years and years but these are the countries that are poor and they still need help they still need help and it all goes back to the leaders who are selfish you can't be selfish and think about the nation you can't be selfish and think about the prosperity of your nation I think our leaders are just not patriotic. They are selfish to think about themselves and their families and their children. They are never thinking about the people. They just, you know, these politicians, they just lie. They lie to earn people's trust. But when they are there, they sell our freedom for their own ambitions. They sell our freedoms. They sell our value for their own personal ambitions. And this is the hindrance to the country's development, even when it comes to drug. There are a lot when it comes to drug manufacturing. I will tell you why Africa will not be independent. Africa will not be independent because drug development takes more than it takes more than uh, 
just to have money it takes to have it takes it needs technology it needs technicians mean well educated people related to this to that field yes it needs an investment in energy resources so it it, it really depends on so many other areas so if even in those areas we we still don't have enough for example we don't have enough technicians in our countries I, I, the other day i was just thinking i was having a discussion with my teacher and he was asking me like so tell me what if you study phd so what will it mean to your nation you know and when i look at at my 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 kind of like field right? because this farm, when i just say i'm a pharmacist is really really broad but the the very area that i specialized it's it's not really 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 uh, famous in my country uh, i would say because even in in um, in the universities in my country is is not really there you see so for 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 us for for africa to to have an independent uh, uh independent i would say like to to be independent to produce their own drugs to manufacture their own drugs it needs first of all they need to invest on education and when i say ed to invest in education there's a need also to change the system of education because the one we have is corrupted it's it's a colonial system of education it's not it's not it it, it does not train a person to become uh useful in their nation it just train you for so many years to do something useless after you graduate you go back to the streets you are not useful that's a colonial system of education and and those countries which are developed they they don't have the same system <laughs> which we have they 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 created a system of education and gave it to us but they are not using it they are not using it they are using their own system which you know uh have facilitated their development a lot and that's why we see them there just higher you know and we depend on them to manufacture drugs we depend on them to invent new technologies you see why because our education system just cannot produce good from us it can't and you find that those who identify themselves those who discover their potentials in africa they end up being useful in other countries <laughs> they end up being useful in other countries these people come and give scholarship to best students they take them and they promise them good future and they end up even receiving the you know what what do you call it like um residence permits or whatever nationalities and they become their own citizens <laughs> they become useful to their nations so there's a need to change the education system that will be useful to create uh, uh, agents of change in our nations china did this many years ago japan did this many years ago they sent their their their, their students many years ago to study in foreign universities and they were looking into the future they wanted people who will come up with ideas technology and to come and invest and change their nation they invested but do we do we really consciously in our country do we consciously invest in education of our people 
knowing that we are actually we try we are trying to make a future first of all we don't even have future we don't have plans many of these african countries don't really have sustainable plans for development they don't have it most of them so uh so the very first thing there is the need to change the academic system education system in our nations and then we should invest we should invest in technology this world now is run and controlled much by technological advancement by technological advancement there's a lot of technology incorporated uh, related to manufacturing of drugs that in africa we don't have this kind of technology you know and there's a need to do that but you know all this also depend in energy there's there's a need to have sustainable energy resource you know to run industry and all this what you see in our countries people are complaining you know there's no sustainable energy resources but you know we have natural gas we have you know hydroelectric stations and so on there there are a lot of opportunities but they are not being used correctly so there's a need to invest in those areas to actually bring out the best and in this case to make africa independent to have their own independent uh, abilities to manufacture drugs yeah so that's my point wow okay um you have given us a very great insight especially on pharmacy education and african sustainability um which has been really insightful so i just want to to go to another aspect of your of your life which is your calling your spirituality and i just want to ask when did you discover that you had that calling to serve the lord and what has your spiritual journey been so far oh thank you very much i think uh this is one is the very important aspect of my life because uh i would say this the best thing or the best and far most success in anyone's life in anyone's life is to discover your god-given purpose and fulfill it what i just said is very important to discover and then not just to discover but to fulfill it to do it to actualize it so i i am so privileged that i discovered myself in god's plan and after i discovered then i am doing exactly what god has told me to do that's very important and it's not only for me but god wants each one of us each one of us to discover god's plan and purpose for their life and after they discover they should fulfill it they should do something about it when i study the bible i study the life of jesus for example i realized that he he was acquainted and he was conscious of his calling he knew what god called him to do he knew exactly and he he was not quiet no he said it evidently 
He said that my father has told me to do this. He said it evidently. He knew exactly what he was called to do. And he didn't let anything distract him. He didn't let any distraction come around him. Take his attention away from what he was called to do. One of the things that cause us, you know, not to achieve what we are supposed to do in life and walk in God's plan for our life is that we we know what God has called us to do, but we we are we are distracted of so many things. Oh, I want this, I want that, I want this. You know, we want fast, fast things. No, but the 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 best to do is to discover yourself in his plan and uh, fulfill go as he directs and guide and that's what happened to my life what happened to my life and uh, let me just talk about how i actually discover myself in god's plan oh it all started with the word of god i was introduced to the word of god i met a man of god who is my mentor who taught me the word of God? He just showed me the word of God. One of the very questions that I used to ask myself, because I read so many times in the Bible, oh, God have good plan for everybody. But I, I, I used to ask God, so what is this plan for me? You know, It used to be a very difficult question for me. So what, what is that plan that you have for me? And it seems that I, I even prayed, but I really don't understand what is, what is that plan that you have for me? Well, and then I realized that the plan and purpose of God is not for everybody, but for those who are called by his name, meaning that those who belong to him. Yes, those who belong belongs to him. Those have right to ask God, so what is that will that you have for me? Those who are born again, those who believe in God, he have a plan for them. And that plan is to prosper them. It's for their own good. Then I realized, I, I asked myself, so why, why are some of us, we don't have good life? I wanted to know like exactly what am I supposed to do in this life? And surprisingly, the answer that God gave me, he just took me to the word. He took my he got my attention to the word. He said, you want to know your plan, my plan for your life, then learn the word. So when I started learning the word, studying the word of God, studying the word of God, I listened and I studied the word of God. Then I began to realize exactly what God has told me to do. Yes, it became more and more clearer, more and more clearer that God has called me to save him. It became more clearer. This is not peculiar to me, but when you discover, when you, when you study the word of God, you will realize, you will know, you will know exactly what God wants you to do because he will inspire you. The second thing, it happens like this also, that as you study the word of God and in fellowship with the Holy Spirit, with the Spirit of God, he will guide you because he was given to us to guide us. To teach us, Jesus said, introducing the Holy Spirit to us, he said he will guide you into all truth, even telling you the things to come. 
So he was given to us our, as, as our counselor. And I have experienced his, 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 that relationship with him, counseling and teaching me, guiding me. And most of the time, he will bring people into your life. Now, look, this is very important. The people that God put around you, the people that God put around you, they have something to do with your destiny. So you are not meant to meet the people that you met by chance. It's not by chance. So the Spirit of God taught me something. Learn to take advantage of people that are around you. Because if God is going to bless you, if God is going to use you, if God is going to do something with your life, he will actually use those people around you. I realize that. So meaning that the people that you are connected to, they are important in your fulfillment of God's plan for your life. So don't take people for granted. You have to know how to deal with the people around you. You have to love them, walk in love, you know, and recognize there are some of those who will help you fulfill so great achievement in your life that if they are not there, you could have not been the person you are today. You have to be sensitive to recognize those kind of people and never take them for granted. Never take them for granted. I had some of those kind of people in my life and I have them until today. And I thank God because he has put them in my life. They have helped him in me in one or another way to discover that this is what God wants me to do. And God has called them to be a blessing to me. And also God will cause you to be a blessing to others. And then, so that's, that's actually how it happened. I find myself doing what I'm doing right now for the Lord. I say the word of God, God will instruct you through his word. And the more you listen to the word of God, you will discover yourself in the word of God. You will discover yourself. And as you walk in fellowship with the Holy Spirit, he will give you clear guidance on what you're supposed to do. So that is it. That's how I discover myself in, in the ministry. Thank you. Wow. And I want to ask, so in your ministry, have you, what has been your greatest highlight or achievement as you're serving the Lord so far? Very important. As you said, serving the Lord. What does it mean to serve the Lord? To serve the Lord is to serve the people. To serve the Lord, you serve God through his people. Are you getting it? So he, you serve him through serving his own people. And that's what exactly what God has given me. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11, 12, that God gave some apostles, some teachers, some preachers, some prophets, some evangelists, for edifying of the body, for, you know, correction, for reproof, you know, for, for teaching and uh, bringing up in exhortation, you know, training for the work of ministry. So I realize this is what God expects us to do, to exhort one another, encourage one another, teach and train God's people for the work of ministry. This is what God wants us to do, to encourage believers to, to help them see God and know him. 
to help them know Jesus Christ and to help them fulfill God's plan for their life. That's what I've been doing because that's actually what ministry is. You see, it's to serve God through the people. And I thank God for the people that he has brought in my life. Let me tell you something. You don't measure success based on your life. You, base, you measure success based on how much positive influence you have had on others' lives. That's how you measured success. The, the success is the positive influence you have had on other lives of people. Yeah, it's not of how much money I have, how much I've accomplished. No, but how much what you do have impacted others. That's success. And that's what God wants us to do. He wants us, he called us the light of the world. What is the function of light? To give direction, to give clarity. Where there is light, there's focus. Where there's light, there's vision. Where there's light, there's understanding. So as I save God through his people, I bring them light, helping them to understand what God's will is, you know, giving them direction and clarity to the plan and purpose of God. That's what it means to be the light of the world. And that's what we are, we are also called to do. Yeah. So the, my greatest achievement is to, is to see the impact that the impact of the word of God that I teach on the lives of those that I've, I've come in contact with. That is my greatest pleasure and my joy. It gives me joy, joy unspeakable. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Okay, okay, okay. And um, okay, um, so let me go to your musical journey. You recently released the song, a very nice song. Um, so I want to ask, how how did you start? How did you discover that you're musically talented? And what are any future plans for you in terms of your musical career? Thank you very much. I, well, uh, I discovered that I was actually talented in music many years ago. But look... <laughs> When I discovered that I was actually talented in music, I couldn't even sing. I was not even singing in choir or something. But I was a child. And I, I could just realize that there's something in me. It, there was a connection that was in me to, to the music that I had. And uh, that really motivated me. Then I joined the choir. And I could remember that 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 connection was actually much more even on playing instruments, you know, music instruments. And I could remember, I, can't, I couldn't even play any instrument, but I could, I could literally know when, when the player, somebody who is playing, for example, keyboard, is not playing right. If you're not playing right, I knew that this is not right. And one day I, I approached one of the guys, I said, you're not playing right keys. And then he said, okay, can you play? I said, I can't play but you are not playing right. I couldn't play, but it was just a matter of time. And I remember I learned myself. You know, people ask me, how did you learn to play these instruments? That time, I, I never even know that there was, you know, like you can go on YouTube and capture some lessons and train yourself. 
I actually learned myself to play all the instruments I play. And, and uh, the, it actually became more, it's like it gained life when, when I understood that it was not just for entertainment. The talent that God gave me was not for entertainment. It was for his glorification. When I discovered that it changed everything about me, I discovered that the talent that I have, I read a story, um, Jesus gave a, a story where he said a master gave a talent to three people. One he gave ten, another he gave five, and one he gave one. And the master went away, and one time he came back and asked the accountability to all of those three guys. The first guy said, I went to do this and this and this. You gave me ten, and I've multiplied. I came back with this. And uh, he received a lot of applause. The second guy who received five, he said, I also did business with this and, you know, it multiplied. That they did something with what they received. But the last guy, he said, I buried it. What you gave me, I buried it so that nobody will steal it. <laughs> you know? he, meaning that he couldn't do anything with it. It was useless. Though he was talented, he was given a talent, but it was useless. It was, it was dormant. He couldn't function. He couldn't produce what he was supposed to produce. I, could, I didn't want to be a person who God has blessed so much. And what God has blessed me with is dormant, is not functional. It's not doing what God wants me to do. It's for a purpose, I realize, for his glorification. It's for his glorification. So I just give myself to his use as a vessel of honor. And there, God blessed me with uh, opportunities to be useful in the kingdom of God, singing in church, and so on and so on, you know. And even blessing me with understanding of his word. He blessed me with the understanding of his word, his, the revelation of his word. And I realized the very purpose of why we are on earth. Why we are on earth. I realized God wants us to praise him. I realized he wants us to give him worship and thanksgiving. I realized that. And one of the ways to do that is truth, through songs. And this is what I realized. Satan has corrupted the industry of music because he understands music is, is a spiritual entity that have ability to connect someone, you know, to connect to the soul of a man. To connect to the soul of man. He understands that. So he corrupts so-called gospel music brings so much corruption in it so those who so most of those who called gospel musicians they are just singing for fame and for money but that's not why i that's not why i am doing this that's not why i'm singing for him no in understanding of who he is in understanding and in recognition of who god is that's why we sing to him. We sing to him. We praise him because he told us to do so. Yeah. So I find myself, I'm doing this. And this is the purpose of my songs. You know, one time, uh, one of my Chinese friends listened to my song. And he said, so why should, why should you, you sh maybe you should remove Jesus on your songs. You know? <laughs> and I said, that's the problem now. 
I will not remove Jesus because I'm not singing for man. I'm singing for God. And I want people to understand and know him. And not just that. And know to worship him in spirit and in truth. Meaning in, in consistent to his, his word. Yeah, I want men, I want people all over the world to know and worship God in consistent to his truth, his word. That's it. So my songs are like that. And I just released one song. And uh, more is coming. There are a lot. Maybe maybe next, uh, in the beginning of, I was planning this year actually, but the Lord has come up and I was very busy. But in the beginning of next year, maybe I will release my first album. It's already actually, it's ready. I'm just waiting for the timing and uh yeah you will find it it's it's a blessing it's a blessing it's all about worshiping and praising god in spirit and in truth and helping people to connect to spiritual revelation the truth of god's word through songs through songs yeah so that's that's the purpose of my music yeah thank you will you be open to collabs <laughs> well it's welcome it's welcome but there will be conditions <laughs> yeah so i guess let's say if someone wants to do some gospel rap is it allowed well uh the 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 kind of uh, music, the kind of music that is acceptable to God is what I would prefer doing. <laughs> yeah. So the style doesn't matter. Yeah. But I prefer relating all that we do with its spiritual implication and the source of it. For example, what is the source of rap music? Who invented it? You know, we don't just use rap music. You, we put some gospel lyrics and we say, you know, we are doing some rap song. You know, does it honor God? The fact that how you put nice word, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. You know, but who, what is the source of this kind of music? I don't want to take worldly things and use it for God. No. God never said so in the scriptures that we use worldly things to glorify him. No. We use, this is what I, when I teach, this is what I, I tell people. We don't worship and praise God based on what, how we think we should. We worship and praise him based on what he says we should. In his word, you read his word, there's a kind of music. <laughs> you know, there's a kind of music. There's a way we should worship him. And that way, always honor him. If he doesn't honor him, it's not worth doing. It doesn't matter how nice words you put. Yeah. So that, that will be my answer. <laughs> Okay, okay. Um, so what would be your message to the youth in in the world? 
Okay. The youth should wake up. They should wake up and discover that they are agents of change in our societies and nations at large. Satan seek, seeks to destroy our nations and he uses youth. Why? Because they have strength. They have ability. Some of them even go to school. And Satan can inspire them with wicked agendas and evil thoughts in their hearts and minds and corrupt them. So they play part. Instead of building our nation, they corrupt and destroy our nations. At the same time, God also uses youth. And for the same reason, I say they have, they have strength. They have abilities. They are empowered. Yes. God can use the youth to build our nation. To bring prosperity and development to our communities and nations at large. So I say youth should wake up. They should wake up to who they are. They are agents of change. But they should be agents of change for good of the people and their nation. Second, the youth should avoid selfish life. When What I mean when I say selfish life is life when you are you're just thinking about yourself. If you, JP, you were, you, you were to be thinking about yourself and your fame, you could have not started what you're doing right now, this podcast. This is changing a lot of lives. It's changing the thinking of other people, so many people who are listening. You see, they are becoming informed because of this platform. God wants us to be an agent of change and not thinking about ourselves. There is no selfish, selfishness in love. We should think about other people. We should think about our immediate society and the nation at large. When we are making decisions, think about what you are going to do. How will it benefit others? In the Bible, I discover God does never, does never bless anyone for himself or herself. He blessed us to be a blessing. He told Abraham, I will bless you and you will become a blessing to the nations. When God bless you, he blesses you to become a blessing to others. So let's play part together to build a better future. Be an agent of change. Yes. So avoid selfish life. Let's think about tomorrow. When you're making your own decisions, you see, think about tomorrow. Think about the future. What are you going to be next five years? When you are in school, what you are studying, think about the future. The things you are doing, the kind of decisions you are making, the lifestyle you are having right now. The lifestyle you are having right now. Think about the impact of it next five years. Will you have the same, you, would you have the same, same strength in the next five, ten years if you continue to have the same lifestyle? Will you continue to have the same impact you are having? Think about tomorrow. Yeah, don't just think about you. Yes, you see, we human beings are created to be social beings. Actually, not just human beings, animals. We depend on each other. We depend on each other. Yes, we depend on each other. And then the last thing, 
take advantage of time. Train yourself in many, many areas. Train yourself in many areas. Train yourself to become useful in many areas. Don't just learn, for example, you are a doctor, but tr train yourself, you know, how to manage your finances, how to, you know, you can learn computer science, you know, how, just small, small things. Learn, there are, there are many platforms all around the world now, even some best sites that you can even offer you free courses with certificates if you want, you know, learn, increase your skills, add skills to whatever area you, you're having. For example, you have a certain talent like music, then add, add knowledge to your music. If you are having a certain talent, then it's not enough. Add knowledge to it. Maybe you have never, for example, I've never went to school. Now I know how to play instruments, music instruments, but I learn now. I add knowledge to it, okay? So I can become excellent to my area. So, so let's take advantage of this platform to add more knowledge to our life. Even the Bible say, my people are destroyed because of lack of knowledge, you see? So... Those those are my advice for the youth. Thank you. Wow, amazing. Okay, uh, my final question would be Tanzania, the country where you come from. Um, you're marking independence in a few days' time. And you're from Tanzania. A lot is known about Tanzania. But you, as a citizen of that great country, what makes you a proud Tanzanian? What makes you love Tanzania? And tell us something about Tanzania. Well, thank you very much. Uh, the the fact that we are we are we are in China or we are out of our country should does not make us, you know, uh, forget about our nation. Yes. So I'm very very patriotic about my country, and I love my country. Uh, one of the things that I'm proud of uh, for being a Tanzanian is it being a land of peace. God has blessed us with peace. There is peace. When I read the Bible, I discover that actually one of the names, when you read the Bible, one of the names that is attributed to God and is used so many times in the Bible more than any other name that is attributed to God is God being the God of peace. That's who he is. And God has blessed our nation with peace. We, we, we have peace. Not like we don't have challenges. There are challenges, but there is peace. Despite of having different religions, you know, customs, beliefs, and so on. But still people live in peace, in oneness. That's, that's a blessing, I think. That's something to be proud of. There are many other things to be proud of, but that one thing I think is, is the best and is much more important because if there is peace, you can fulfill every other thing. Even in the Bible says, God tells us in, the, in his word that his very, very purpose for every human being is that they should be saved and come unto the knowledge of truth. But he tells us if there is no peace in the nation, we can't achieve that purpose because if there's no peace if there are wars for example we can't preach the gospel we can't gather in peace at peace and you know have fellowship with god we can't do that but we are blessed with peace so we can also do the work of god in peace is something that we should be um we should be really really uh, proud of and 
Not just that, I'm praying also, praying for my country. And I argue each one of us to pray for our countries. Let's, let's do it. It's one of the ways to show that we love our countries. Let's pray for our countries and pray for our leaders. Because God tells us to do so. He tells us to prioritize prayer for our nations and our leaders. That's, that's something that is very important. And now that we are celebrating the uh, independence, the, our 61st independence this week, there are many things to remember. And um, but I I always would like to 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 challenge, yes, to challenge because we there's still a lot to be achieved. Sixty one years is a lot, uh, to 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 not see a country that is like you know China for example or Japan because sixty years ago we were in the same level. <laughs> that's that's really surprising 60 years ago we were in the same level with china but look at how china where china is right now you know we should take it as a challenge i think you know these people the outward people or let me say western people they look at our nations and they feel so proud they felt they feel jealous because of the things we possess the resources we have yet we are not to their level we are not yet up to their level so i think it's a time that our leaders especially in our country should reflect and begin to look back on where we come from do we even have a roadmap where we are going and there should be a level of accountability if there are if there are, are plans and strategies to bring development to our nation, there should be accountability to those leaders to make sure that they are actually doing what they're supposed to do. And it's my prayer that, you know, they, can, they, will, they will discover, they will discover and walk in love, the love of God, I mean. That way they will not be selfish because most of them are selfish. Yeah, it's my prayer always, for especially for our nations, African nations, that they will discover and walk in love. They should stop lying, you know, and uh, walk for justice. Justice. Yeah, so that is, that is what I actually remember most in this time. Thank you. Wow. Thank you, Gideon, for passing by. I've really learned a lot. You've spoken a lot of great things, and it was really an honor having you. Thank you. Thank you so much for for having me. And uh, let me say this: I said, I said again, I said something. If you were to be thinking about you yourself, you, your development, you know and your personal ambitions you i don't think you could have done something like this to make this great platform where you impact directly or indirectly the lives of other people especially young people this is something that you did out of your love for the people and uh, this is what we young people should be doing we should stop being selfish and think about the future we stop we should stop criticizing 
and take part in bringing positive changes. If we can't do something about it, it's better we don't talk. <laughs> yeah. So thank you for, for having this platform, you know, and, uh, and thank you for bringing me on board today. Thank you so much. I love you. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome.